Hello from all around the world and welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn more about others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come and learn together about this new wave of innovation. I'm super excited about today's guest, an incredibly successful NFT artist and investor who has had featured drops on Nifty Gateway, Don't Buy Me, and super rare and recently was announced as the creative director of meta hero universe a 10,000 unique nft avatar project of heroes villains and mutants odious what's going on yeah what's going on man thanks for having me on i'm so excited to have you thank you um for taking part in this podcast this journey that i'm on is really to help spread um the word that uh, Everyone in this space has a story because it was created in our lifetime, right? This whole wave of innovation, this this changing um, atmosphere that we're living in is really is really new to everyone, and we all have a story to share. So that's kind of the goal of this podcast. So to start out, um, tell me a little bit about your journey into the crypto space in general, and then we can get more into the digital artwork and NFTs, or was the digital, the artwork movement what brought you into um, crypto? Okay, so in 2017, I learned about crypto. Um, I made a little bit on Ethereum, and then I took my profits and put it into TRX. Um, I could have uh, made some pretty healthy gains there, but, um, you know, me being naive, I thought it was going to moonshot, and you know it didn't, right? So I, then I took a break. I was like, "This is this isn't for me." Uh, and then I come back three years later, and I see that all these artists creating like crypto art, right? Like Flowocious back in um, summer of last year, Jonathan Wolf, Paratism, uh, Faku, all, all those you know, great artists. And I was like, "This seems really interesting." Um, and, and then I started speaking to Loopify. Um, Loopify basically created a group with me and a few other artists that wanted to get involved, that, you know, saw uh, a future for this space. And um, he basically showed us the ropes. Um, he told us to uh, create a piece of artwork and then mint on Rarible. So I did that. And then the same day that I uploaded the artwork, uh, it sold, and I was like, "This, this is crazy! Like that's that's m- more money than I've ever seen, you know, from from my art. Let alone like, you know, just like I don't know that like that just that sum sum of cash for something that I created for no reason other than just to like get my feelings out. Like that blew me away. Yeah, and to have someone care and and see value in your artwork i was talking to um i was talking to matt caesar uh a few episodes ago who's you know the major league baseball player that is also selling nfts and he was talking to me about just the when he had his first piece that was collected um and the emotions he put into that piece for someone to it didn't even really matter the amount of money it was more about just like having feeling validated that someone else saw the potential and the value in in right. all that emotion that you put onto the canvas or on the screen yeah. in this case. So 
tell me a little bit about your, um, I want to talk a little bit more about your investing in the space, but before we do that, tell me a little bit about your background with art because you do a lot of graphic designing type stuff, right? Right. Okay. So, uh, about four years ago, um, I started as a graphic designer. Um, I went freelance and I just put everything I had into it. Um, I started reaching out to Twitch streamers and getting into the gaming community. Um, I think a lot of other people in the space we know right now um, also came from like a design background, like Loopify. I know Defaced. Um, there's a few others. Um, yeah, and so I started making like these Twitch emotes, these banners, um, flyers, logos, all that sort of stuff. And I thought it was crazy that someone would pay me to, you know, to make, to make all this, right? And I, 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 making money by myself, like, independently, that, that was, that's such an amazing feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some brothers that are graphic designers, uh, right. and so I kind of get, like, there's, there's a piece to when you're creating for someone else, you have to make what their vision is and having to, you think you know what would be cool and what would be yeah. really awesome. And then you get feedback and you're like, that's, I mean, I can do that, but that's really not what I'm, yeah. that's not what, how I vision this. Um, it's, like a, it's like a constant battle between client and artist, right? Or designer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I knew from like a very early age that, I didn't think the like traditional school route, um, lawyer, doctor, you know, whatever parent dreams of that kid like, becoming, um, I knew that wasn't for me. So uh, I started thinking of ways I could, you know, like a, like a plan B if school fell through. Um, I did fine in school, but I still decided to carry on, and that's how I got into graphic design. Um, yeah, so, so I started to make a, a brand out of it, started reaching out to streamers, making Twitch emotes, doing commissions here and there, living fine. And then I thought that was going to be my dream job. Uh, I'd wake up every day and I, I, that's what I do. And I'd love doing it. Um, and then one day I woke up and I was like, this doesn't, this doesn't feel like a dream anymore. Uh, before it was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm freelance, I'm working for myself, like, that's where the dream lies, but it just didn't satisfy me enough. Right, and so this kind of goes into, like, that power of uh, blockchain and crypto, and and being able to be such an early pioneer in the space, we do have the potential power to be able to create your own path and find find collectors and investors that see value in what you enjoy creating um, instead of having someone else just commission you or uh, pay you for what they think that you should be doing when in reality the artwork and the story that you have is just as powerful. uh, It's actually more powerful because it's from your soul. Um, And talk to Corey Van Lu about that as well, just about like the power of being able to put on screen, just just being able to go and days out and just create because it's all yeah. just coming from your soul. Yeah. Um, and then so the next day I decided to just 
start making art, right? I said, all these feelings that I'm uh, building up, um, there's all this stress, all this anxiety, all this pain. Um, I, I thought, I'm just going to start making art. Um, so I started out with these, like, these characters. It's like a love story. And each piece would expand on that love story or tell a different love story, right? Um, and at the time, that was like very sensitive, a very sensitive topic. Um, but but my art has come has developed quite a bit since then. I don't know if you've seen my latest work, but if you go on my Instagram, you can see the entire journey. And and I'm just I'm so happy with where it's ended up. So I started making art as a, as an escape. You know, it's quite cliche, but I did. Um, and then a couple of months later, uh, crypto crypto art popped up, and it was just like the perfect timing. It's, it's like I'm doing this. Let's let's give this a shot. You know, I'm not expecting anything. And then a couple of months later, I've got like a following of ten thousand, and I'm making I'm making like art to live I'm creating my own story I'm no longer creating my client's story and that felt beautiful I mean it didn't take you long and I think when people are in the space for more than just a few months they start to realize the power of the space and how fast it's growing um so giving me an idea like when you first started like that first crypto piece was did you sell it for like a few hundred dollars um uh, yeah, at the time it was, uh, I think it was either one ETH or two ETH, mm-hmm. yeah, which was like $300 per ETH at that time. Yeah, and now you're selling for, I mean, thousands of dollars your artwork is selling for, and that's not even for uh, one of ones. I mean, you have multiple edition pieces that are selling for over $1,000. Um, and so talking about how this has been able to change your life and create wealth generation for you, um, I think other artists see it and um, they forget some of the people that they're seeing that really has changed their life didn't do it overnight. And I think that's a message that newcomers to the space need to remember. It is a grind and building that community around your art is so important. Um, you're not just going to be able to, uh, people say shill, you know, go out right. and just comment and try to get people to pay attention to you. Um, because it's not, it doesn't come across good intention. So what is some of that, what's the biggest piece of advice you can give to someone new, uh, some of these new artists that feel, because what what we had was, um, we had limited amount of collectors, but we also had a limited amount of artists in the space. And so it created a little bit of an equilibrium where everyone was finding success. And now we have um, we have a little bit more in collectors, but we have a lot more of artists and a lot more that's being produced by artists. So what is some of the advice that you can give to someone new to the space? Um, like my brothers, for example, don't even see potential in getting started because they just think that that, that learning curve and getting in would be too difficult. So how can we motivate people to stop making excuses and just to, to just tr- start I think don't go in with the intention that you're going to make something out of this right I think you just focus on your brand you build your brand up and then it helps the, the collectors um, 
look at your work and pick you over others because you're putting the time and the effort into building something without the um, intention of anything happening, right? So there's the genuine, genuine uh, connection. Um, yeah, I think just go on social medias, get involved in the community. It doesn't have to be art-related. It can just be just anything. Uh, just get talking, make a like, genuine conversation happen, meet people, and, yeah, don't don't force your work down people's throats. Let them discover you naturally. Yeah, there's a lot of power in community, and we're starting to see that with some of these avatar projects that are popping up. But the same thing right. has to happen with... Um, with artists and Beeple is a good example. He's been making digital art for the last, was it 15 years? Um, every day. And it's, and he has like a huge, huge following. And so someone see like he makes $69 million and they're like, I'm going to go and, and make some art and make some money. It's like, dude, you're not realizing like he did, he did this as a passion first. He didn't get any followers like he still was um, freelancing because he wasn't yeah. making money from his passion. Um, but this finally gave him an opportunity. And so it's like, get your passion out there too, because some people will eventually pick up on it um, because the community and the uh, collectors, it is going to grow. Um, it is going to get more mainstream. It's going to get easier for people to find you. It's going to get easier to get your artwork out there. But at the same time, you can't just um, expect that growth overnight. I mean, you, like you said, the that first time you sold just for a few hundred dollars seemed so big. And yeah. back in the back when you sold, I mean, that was two Ethereum, which is $4,000 now. So now you just see the compound effect of like the being able to be in crypto plus being able to have like this new um, evolution of peer-to-peer currency and technology. So you're getting like a double whammy of growth. Um, but for you, like for someone new that $300 would be like point, you know, one Ethereum, but that's a big deal. Like that's a couple hundred dollars. That's more than anyone else paid you for your, your art. So like, like find the wins and make sure you're not discounting yourself for, putting your passion out there and remember like before you found people making millions of dollars, you weren't able to sell your art for $50. So even a very small amount, um, can make it worthwhile and, you know, don't expect to quit your day job right away, but there's more and more artists that have been putting in the hours and the work and building their, their brand on the side. Um, and now they have quit their day jobs because they're able to focus on what they love to do and be able to make a living out of it. Yeah, and I, I think you should uh, never be afraid to be unique. Like, if you look at someone else's art and you're like, wow, that's doing amazing, don't try and recreate that just because, you know, of the success that they're receiving. Just be you, um, focus on your passion, and just put, you know, 110% into it and make people want want to look at your work and be like, wow, I want to do that. Not, you don't want to just... Yeah, follow the rest of the crowd. You, you, you want to stick out like a sore thumb, and you know that's where like I that's where I think success lies. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that I really admire about you, and one thing that really drew me to reach out and start chatting with you on Twitter about um, was that before 
Um, I, I mean, I, I had a feeling that you had dabbled into crypto, uh, before being an artist. There's a lot of artists out there that this, their first entry is NFTs, but just, um, from seeing you in the space and seeing some of the things that you were purchasing and it seemed like you were putting a lot of your money back into the community and buying things. Um, I started realizing like you, you're also just an incredible mind when it comes to investing. Um, and so obviously if you're an artist, like the first thing is just being able to make money. I'm sure it wasn't like when you were making a few hundred dollars, you weren't just turning around and, and spending all of it, hoping to buy another NFT that would make you more money. Uh, but one thing that I definitely wanted to talk to you about was just like how you look at NFTs um, when it comes to investing, um, because I know you you buy a lot of people's art as well. Um, what do you? How do you kind of decide what you are going to purchase? Some of the things that you're going to collect um, when you're when you're out there buying stuff. Um, I think that has to be down to like how they are in the space. Like, are they being active? Uh, are they are they in it, in this for the right reasons? Can I see that that they're genuine? Um, and if if so, then I, I'll support that. Um, uh, I said to myself that with my first Nifty drop, that um, I would spend half of my earnings on other artists, and I, I've done that and more so um, because I I'm so grateful to be in this position. Um, for Fiwo to have just woken up one day and said, "Hey, like, I want to change your life." Um, like, you know, I don't, uh, like, I don't deserve that as much as like everyone else. Everyone else could have had the same opportunity, sort of thing. But I was the lucky one that day. Um, and to be in this position and to be able to give back and possibly put someone else in that position, um, just from like buying their work. That's such an amazing feeling, and it's so good that uh, I'm contributing back into the space. So, like, the the ETH is just like it's still in circulation, still in this whole community. Um, I haven't pocketed for myself, and yeah, and they, and then the space can grow, and uh, the artist can grow. It's almost like you're um, like a seed investor for an individual, right? Like you're able to help jumpstart and show people like i believe in you and i, I don't right. want you to stop doing this that's the perfect way to put it yeah that's awesome and also i want to just uh, point this out because you're the second person now Corey van lu also talked about his connection with fawocious um for those of you that are listening to podcasts or don't know the nft space well fawocious one of the top sellers of crypto art he just had a drop with christie's auction house that brought in millions of dollars um, and the more I talk to, um, different NFT artists that are becoming bigger and more successful, uh, he had a part in a lot of the success of other artists as well. And I just think that, um, that alone should be a lesson if you're an artist out there and, and remembering that it's not always about getting the attention of the big dog. It's also about helping the, like, people that maybe don't have the platform yet. And that's another thing that I've, I've really focused on lately in terms of building this project is there's a lot of 
if you're always just trying to get the attention of the millionaires in the room, but there's a lot of other people that maybe could help, you could help teach something or you could help um, grow their platform, um, you're going to have a much more successful time of building a community of people around you that can look up to you. And then as you grow and you're bringing them alongside you, they're like, everyone wins. And it just... I just think people forget that um, you don't need you don't need to have like I don't need Paris Hilton to be my first guest on my show to build um, a community of people. But I fully believe that one day like Paris Hilton and like big celebrities will be on this show talking about crypto because like we're just going to build a, a really strong community. And I mean, Farouk has done the same thing on Clubhouse. And I think like when you just build a network of people that um, a network of people that want to learn and listen, and if you're an artist, if you're around people that just want to do good art and grow from each other, that's the best way to succeed. Is just find the people that are like you. Yeah. And and don't give up because um, if it's all you start somewhere. Like our first show on the Crazy About Crypto show had I think like seven people listening live. And um, that could have discouraged me, right? Or it could help push me and be like, wow, that's amazing that seven people took time to like just listen. Like that doesn't, and now like you just, you just have to, you just have to grow. Like you be appreciative, right? Like don't, don't always, it's always about mindset and perspective. Like just be, just like remember that we're on this journey as humans together and the more people that you know look up to you and follow you that should keep you going who cares if who cares if mark cuban or like the billion like i don't care about elon musk like i'm never gonna be in the same room as him i don't care i want to grow a group of people that like the same thing i like to talk about and let's grow together you don't have like too many times we get caught up in in like that false narrative of how growth really happens and we forget like how organic it needs to happen for it to really be successful and so i think that's a something i want people to remember right yeah i i'd say i'd argue that the early supporters are like the most important people right that they're believing in you when no one else does they, they can see that vision and uh, most of the time they're rewarded yeah Okay, I want to turn now and talk about something I'm really excited about. Um, I want to talk about avatars in the NFT space because um, it seems to be what's going on right now uh, is just this huge movement. First, we had the CryptoPunks, the OGs. A lot of um, people started seeing CryptoPunks go up in value. They had auctions where they're selling for millions. And so all of these other really smart creators saw that and they're like, well, let's do it. Let's get in and we're going to build, you know, a NFT avatar community that people can afford because CryptoPunks like are tens of thousands of dollars. So people like investors can't get in. So they wanted to open it up for other people to get in, people that are just starting and they've done wildly successful. People are probably starting to lose a lot of money though, because it's just like, I was talking to Silly Tuna the other day about this, about the ICO season, right? And you were around during this is just like, uh, people forget that there can be a big crash too that happens. But 
um, especially right now, there seems like a new Avatar series every day, if not a few. Um, and so what do you, you're starting to get into the Avatar space uh, with your new project with Meta Hero, and I'm really excited about that project. But um, tell me a little bit about what you see as like the power of like this NFT avatar space, why you think it's doing well or getting so much investor attention um, and where you think it may, how it may develop and like in a couple years where things might be. I think it's, uh, it goes back to uh, like nostalgia, right? So like growing up, trading cards, um, trading like collectibles and stuff like that. Um, I feel like this is like the digital version of that. So a lot of people are in it just for that. Um, but then also, you know, there's a, um, a monetary gain from it as well if you if you know your stuff. So um, I, I use FIFA as an example. Like I used to play FIFA all the time. I used to stay up late trading cards, trying to find the best deals, the snipes, stuff like that. And then I just bring that over to... Um, these collectibles, these avatar projects, and then try and use what I, I, I knew back then uh, now. So I, I guess I've got a little bit of experience there. Um, but I feel like it's it, it creates a community, and the community is what like powers these avatar projects. Um, if you go in like any of the discords, like punks, um, board apes, they're 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 always it's like a family right um a family of people that understand that this is the future and that we are all early and everyone can just grow from it um i feel like bakes uh bald apes did um uh create created this like euphoric phase um where everyone thought oh the next avatar project is going to perform like bald apes did um, and we, we're seeing that, that that's not the case right now. Um, and, and board apes are providing a lot of utility because of the community they're building, and uh, obviously how much they earn from the drop, they can put that back into the project. Um, I see with a lot of these avatar projects, they're just you know, either either rug pulls or they don't have much utility. So with Meta Hero, uh, we just want to stack utility. Um, under promise and over deliver um and so yeah we, we we're we're looking at all the collectible projects analyzing what's right what's what's going wrong um uh and as a team uh we just want to we want the people that support us and believe in us early to be rewarded and that's what's going to happen with that era I love that. I think that that's, um, I think that is the goal of the, I mean, we had a, a series of avatar projects that people have already forgotten about, um, that were very much like bonding curve, like as you, you know, you have to get in soon or you're going to miss out. And a lot of those developers, like I tried to talk to not really didn't get a lot of, um, good feelings about them um and like i think one thing with some of these communities it's it's all it's a big part of the community but it's also a lot on like what you said as a developer making sure that you're not over promising things that you can't execute on 
um, making sure that you're telling them for sure what you can do and then, you know, surprising them in a lot of ways in things that they didn't even expect. And you've seen the board apes and now the gutter cats have done that with um, exclusive drops just for uh, the community members. And I think, I think that's going to be something that we continue to see in these communities that you have to have active developers, but then at some point the community has to be so strong um, and resilient. And I think that both of those projects, those are probably my two favorite as of right now, are the Gutter Cats, the Bored Apes, and obviously CryptoPunks, uh, just because because they are the communities are so strong, right? Yeah. Uh, and they're they're resilient. And the problem with some of we were talking about this earlier, there's only so many collectors and investors. And so at some point, the collectors and investors, the only reason they're getting into new space or a new project, even though they're already in the apes or something else, is because they're looking to flip or make money. And that's the dangerous part, is when these projects become more about making a quick dollar for the collectors and the developers than um, actually creating utility and brand behind them. Um, is there any, I know uh, that the meta hero, I have no doubt uh, because I think this will probably be the first, probably the, the first NFT drop uh, as of recently that has the biggest development team behind it. Um, you guys, I mean, all six very successful people that are behind this project. So I have no doubt that it'll do well. Um, I guess one thing I'm curious, do you think more well-known NFT artists are going to start jumping into like the NFT avatar space, uh, that, that we may see more of a community because it, it, it allows you to create art, but then also have like this community atmosphere. Is this going to trickle over into like big name nft artists you think i think so i think we're already seeing that um fuck render doing his crystals that's i think that's going to be a pretty um pretty amazing drop we see kid eight doing his um he's, he's getting rejected from all of these uh major marketplaces platforms and then he's just doing his own thing on rareable he's killing it um and i feel like he's 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 definitely it's like a big fuck you to all the platforms that aren't um, looking at him right now. Um, and yeah, he's killing it. And I see uh, he's supporting other projects that are also doing uh, similar to what he's doing. I know um, there's a, uh artist dropping, I think it's tomorrow actually. Uh, so it's like a similar format. Um, there's 50 characters starting at 0.1 ETH. And um, it's like all really high quality art. Um, in collectible form so like you know you have your identities and I feel like uh, rather than starting from like a big sum like getting a massive community off the bat with these art, like great artists I feel like what they're doing is perfect where they start off with say 50 and then the next drop to another 50 and then they slowly 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 build that community um, and then by the time it's like the 20th drop that those uh, original pieces the people that got in the earliest are going to be the, re um, the reward of the most and I feel like that's like such a good way of giving back and it's just such a good model in my opinion yeah I mean it makes sense too especially for some of the 
artists because then they can focus on almost making one of ones, right? If they're every time is just a smaller drop, it's not like just regenerated with different traits. It's like, um, you kind of see that with, um, like the boys, the I am Lerona boys and girls too. Those are just really fascinating and the collabs that are happening. Um, Uh, just be able to see like different variations of the same thing but with different art and unique art and smaller um count uh, number count of each piece um or i see i see that rona's done like a an artist collaboration for the um the summer job mm-hmm. that looks amazing yeah i and love she, i reached out to her yesterday and we'll be working on something that's awesome. Yeah, the pieces that she that are just developing around that are just incredible, and also just shows like when you are able to build that brand, like she has, um, it's very easy to get other people in the community to jump in and partner with you uh, because right. they see what you're doing, and like like you said, it comes back to like work the ground up, like stop worrying about other people. Like like it wasn't it wasn't um, yesterday that that they started the the boys and now the girl the girl project and it's just going to continue to grow though because the f- original pieces become more valuable over time as the new pieces get dropped and that I mean that'll just continue happening every time there's a new drop every time you bring in no- new collectors um so I, I'm really excited to see the future of your the meta hero project I can't wait to see all the art I I um I know that the first option of purchasing goes to people that hold the Punks comics. So I'm really happy I, I own one of those so that I can make sure to grab one. Um, and I'm excited to see the work that you continue to do in that space. Um, I want to turn a little bit back to investing. A uh, few more questions as we wrap up. Um, I think one thing that I heard a lot of people reach out and tell me that was really empower empowered them about this the interview i did with silly tuna a couple days ago was having silly tuna talk about some of the failures he had um talking about how he did have some investments uh, go to zero that he invests in during the hype phase and i think um i think a lot of times when people new come into the space they forget to realize that we all have been on this journey for a while and we've all learned a lot I had multiple projects that I've invested in go to zero um, before making a lot more money um, from the ones that excelled. And so what is some of the, uh, one, if you can tell me, was the biggest, and you kind of touched on this already, was just not pulling some of your equity out of the market in like those early days, one of the biggest flops, or have you seen other things that you've invested in just not do well? Um I'd be interested for you to share a couple of things that maybe didn't go in your favor when in investing and what you learned from it. Right. So uh, straight after my nifty drop, um, so we, we hit a nifty drop at like pretty much the peak, the top, right? And then after, you know, I, I said that I, I spend half of it on artists. And so I, I got straight to it. Um, and I started buying on Nifty Gateway, started supporting. First of all, it was just like, uh, I'd buy like a few pieces each drop, and then I I buy like I don't know like four or five pieces per drop, because um, you know that that supports the artist, um, those individual artists uh, a lot more than if it's just like spread across uh, a very like uh, a, 
a vast array of artists. Mm-hmm. So I, p- I picked a few and then, you know, invested in them. Um, and because that was the top, every, everything that I bought in um, March is is down. Um, there's, a few, there's a few that are uh, still keeping up, but I'm not in it for the money. I, was, I'm, I, I did this to support the artists. Um, and I, I imagine in like 10 years time, if I'm holding those, anything from like, you know, anything from... Uh, before 2020 uh, will have value and I feel like a few things in 2021 um, as long as the artists continue uh, trending upwards with their, their careers they'll also have value so I'm, I'm not worried about it um, um, I'm really happy that I could help so many artists um, and yeah uh, it's, it's something I don't really talk about I don't really talk about my collection mm. it's not like I'll post like I buy a piece and then I'm like, oh, I bought this piece. I know some people do that and that's that's fine, but uh, I feel like at that point I'm profiting in in terms of like social currency off of the purchases that I, I made. So it feels dis dis disgenuous. I think mm-hmm. that's the right word. Um, what I so love yeah. what I love that you just said though, and this is I got into crypto not into. I mean, we both, it sounded like you were a little dabbled in, in crypto a couple, uh, three or four years ago as well, before things got even more mainstream. But um, one thing that I hear you saying that I really appreciate, and I think people need to remember, is that when you're buying anything, in it, whether it be a crypto as an investment, whether it be NFT as an investment or as a collectible, um, I I. I highly doubt that many people spend thousands of dollars on something that they expect to devalue and go to a couple hundred because why then I would just wait and I'll buy it if I like it I'll buy it when it's cheaper Um, but one thing that I think as an investor that I learned and it sounds like a similar lesson that you're saying is that it's easier to lose money if you really believe in something and it's easier to take that hit if you know I'm holding this. Like I see the value. I think it's going to go back up. It's a lot harder to take that loss when you didn't really do your research. You just jumped in because you thought I did the same thing in Nifty um, around the same time, and I took a lot of huge losses on things that I was more just jumping into because I I saw the movement up and I wanted to capture it, and then it just stalled and started collapsing. And so I took some big some big losses, but a lot of the things I purchased, I still hold on to because I held on to the things that the projects that I actually really believed in. And I sold the stuff that I just, I really, I, I kind of just FOMO'd in, or I just, you know, jumped in without really just because I thought I would make money. So it's, it's always better to, and the same with the crypto investments. I, I've had a couple of projects go to zero, but I don't, I don't, you have to know that that's always an option, right? That could always right. happen to anyone. If you put a thousand dollars into anything, it can go down. And there's yeah. less, you know, even with, even with big stocks, with any sort of thing that you're hoping to make money in. But with crypto, there's obviously way bigger swings. And so, you better be getting into something in crypto that you really believe in, because when those swings happen, it is not fun being on the end of being the losing side 
and uh, it's very easy to let emotions get a hold of you when you're losing money to just get out. But if you yeah. really, if you, if you do analysis, if you think about why you bought it and it, everything's still the same, um, why the hell are you selling now? If if it's a discount, if anything, if you really believed in it, why aren't you buying more? <laughs> you know, and that's what it comes down to when it comes to crypto and any investment in this space is people say it because they have to, but you really need to do your damn research and like learn about what you're buying and be able to explain, this is why I purchased this. And if you can't explain it, if you're just like, I think I can make money like in a week, like that's a really bad reason. Don't buy that. Don't buy that thing. Don't invest in that thing. Like buy things that you understand, that you research. If you're an artist, maybe you are able to understand the NFT space better. If you understand currency and, and the power of the technology maybe you'll be able to do well in the blockchain and crypto and different coin space but get into stuff that you love and that you understand because uh if you don't you're gonna you're gonna lose money and then that's something that none of us want because um what happens is when people get burned they start to they start to discount the power of what of the technology and right. and they and they get out you know, I have too many yeah. friends that I know that didn't make money or right now when we're on like the swing down, like they get worried and it's like, just relax. Like if nothing's changed um, right. or like when it's high, it's like, well, maybe I should sell and buy something else. Like, well, if you really believe, like if you understand why you bought it, like if it's high, like in, it's going to be even higher probably in a year, you know? Right. Too many times people, this called, you know, uh, something I learned the hard way. It's called swing trading, right? When you you buy something low, like Ethereum, and on its run up, you're like, I'm going to sell when it gets higher, then I'm going to buy back as it dips down so I can have more Ethereum with the same amount of money. But what happens, because we're all emotional, what really happens is you you sell it and then it starts going up more and you get worried that you're going to miss out so now you're buying it higher and now you have less ethereum because you're so you were trying to take a bet that it was going to go down and uh i'm i mean i'm not a chart reader i tried to be and i've put a lot of time and energy into it and i think that people that do that there's very, very few percent. I mean, even millionaires that are successful, like Warren Buffett, like Silly Tuna was just talking about on the show, just flipped something for millions of dollars. He said he fully planned on holding on to it for years if he had to. Like, you can't just, you can't go into a trade thinking like, oh, I know what's going to happen. No one knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> that was a little bit of a rant, but I think people need to remember that, like, like chill out like i want to i mean you're a good example you bought uh i i don't know if this is your best investment i'm and um i know you had purchased some of the beeples that were like 999 dollars and now for a while they got up to 200,000 um and now they're back down to like 35,000 and for you i imagine holding the same tokens that you know you could have sold for hundreds of thousands of dollars it can be a little frustrating to see it going down and be like, wow, I could have cashed out and got like hundreds of thousands of dollars. But I imagine your perspective isn't that because you know in a year it'll probably be more than $200,000 again. Right. Like um, 
I hold two of the one dollar uh, beeples. Um, I actually got in on that that drop and managed to grab two. Um, at the time, credit card was actually the fastest um, payment method because with ETH you had to do one more click. So I had two tabs open, and then I bought one, switched over to the other tab, bought the other, and I got two. Um, and that, that was crazy. Uh, and I predicted that at the end of this year, uh, Beeple's, those pieces were going to be 100k. I predicted that in November. And then he six times that in um, March. Mm-hmm. And he completely blew like my prediction out of the water. And um, I could have sold at the top. Loopify actually sold at the top. That was such a, that was a great sale. Um, but because my prediction was 100k, now that it's back down to 100k, that doesn't really affect me too much. And we still got the rest of the year year left. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm a long term holder. Uh, I don't I don't need to sell. I'm, I'm grateful to be in the position I am. I don't need to sell. So yeah, I'm just I'm holding on, and I feel like that's going to be one of the most valuable pieces uh, in the future. Listen, of what he's done. Yeah. Well, and you know, you followed him, right? You and you see how he's handling drops. I mean, he. Um, I got in on his last drop in the spring mainly because I went into Discord with uh, him, and um, when he was doing like the Ask Me Anything, and he talked about how someone asked him why he wasn't going to do, you know, uh, you know, an open edition, and he said he wants to make every single drop more and more. Uh, valuable and less uh, more scarcity and he said that in December most likely there's not going to even be a hundred it'll probably be less than that so he gets it he know like yeah. he's he gave everyone the chance he gave everyone a second chance really in the spring um, and now you still have a chance because his works down but if you understand people is the number one crypto artist something like that doesn't change you know crypt, yeah. you know when you're in that top 10, you're most likely going to be there for a long time. Um, and and it's just really cool to be able to see how you were able to like really honestly manifest that and see that um, what was going to happen. And he's not the only um, big uh, like artist that you've collected. Um, I just want to give my hats off to you. Like you honestly seeing that was a huge inspiration to me, just seeing that you had the foresight as a, as a collector. Um, and it goes back to, you know, you as an artist, I think that you probably are going to make more money in the NFT space than probably in cryptocurrency because you get it, you get the artwork, you get the people that are building the community. And so it just goes back to find what you love. You don't have to always put all your money into Ethereum or you can find the other things that you actually enjoy doing and invest your energy in that. And it sounds like that's kind of the route that you've been taking. Right. Yeah. Um, and again, uh, if I didn't spend any of that money on the ice during March, uh, and then I rode ETH to like 4k and then cashed out, you know, I'd have, um, I'd have well over what I have now, but I wouldn't have been able to support all those artists and, that that's where the value lies for me. Like, once you hit a certain point with like money, you don't. It doesn't really. It, I know this is like quite. Uh, it doesn't. You know what? I know what you're gonna say, and it doesn't make sense to people that don't that haven't gotten to this point yet. You know, you're. Right. When you have a certain amount of money, where you don't have to worry about 
your financial needs, everything's pretty much taken care of, or you could sell an asset and have it taken care of immediately. You know, you have, you have, um, one piece from people that is two years of salary for someone that is a graphic designer, you know, and it's like, it's insane when you, when you have that, um, I was a teacher before and I just was my last year teaching because of crypto. Uh, because I, because of what I was able to do in the space, uh, in investing and now the future, I can do what I want. I'm going to start this podcast. Um, right. I'm going to work on teaching kids about financial literacy. I'm going to do things that I enjoy doing that I think are really important, but that's exactly what I think you were getting to is what, once you have that money, it's f- like, yeah, your money's down in those investments, but you're doing something more important than that at that point. Exactly. Larger than that, it's you're looking at the, the bigger scope of things. You're, you're you're thinking of ways of like changing the future, you know. Um, yeah. And then that's 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 basically what I'm I'm looking at now. I want to be I want to be able to give back a lot more than I already have, um, but I have to work to get to that to then be able to give back. So yeah, it's just a constant cycle of just work, take these opportunities, and give back. Yeah. Well, Odious, thank you so much for coming on the Crazy About Crypto show. I really enjoyed chatting with you. I'll have to have you on the show again um, sometime soon. Um, But thank you for sharing a lot of your wisdom and experience in the space. I hope it helps some artists, maybe some investors that aren't involved. And and even my brothers, if you're listening, you know, you got to start somewhere. You don't. Yeah, you got to start somewhere. And look, now you're able, Odious is able to do it. He, he loves, he, he doesn't have to work for anyone except himself. And you can, um, find a way to do that. If you, if you have the drive, um, that's kind of the cool thing about crypto technology and blockchain is like, uh, we're all able to do what we love now and we can focus on, um, building a better future instead of getting bogged down by a nine to five. Right. My, my collectors provided me freedom and just, I'll never be able to repay that. So yeah, that's true. Well, thanks a lot, Odious, for stopping by, and um, until next time, I will, uh, I'll be um, hitting up your DMs and still chatting with you, so we'll talk to you soon. All right, talk soon. Thanks for having me on. Uh-huh.